What's up, friend? How are you doing? Welcome to Plus Ultra. This podcast is for online entrepreneurs who have already launched their first offer and have already made their first sale. You're going to learn the mindsets, methods, and actionable steps that business owners took so that you can truly earn your freedom and design a life you don't need an escape from. We release weekly episodes on Wednesdays. Some are in interview format, others are in monologue format. I'm your host, Mateo Carrasco, but my friends call me Mateo for short. <laughs> no, but seriously. I was a management consultant straight out of college here in Washington, D.C., and then I worked remotely in 2020 from Denver, Colorado, and all of 2021 from Oahu, Hawaii. I lived in Kailua. From there, life got really interesting. My fiance and I, we decided to call it off. I started my own business, Veloxis, where I help business owners with their systems, their automations, integrations, and I help from prospecting to fulfillment. This podcast, Plus Ultra, is going to help you with the major roadblocks that will appear on your entrepreneurial journey. And more importantly, the people I will interview are other online business owners who have really amazing offers, life advice, and business stories. And with that, let's dive right into the episode. Welcome to Plus Ultra. Cool. What's up, Johnny? There we go. So we got Johnny Pace from Pace Photo here. This is super exciting for me because Johnny went to the same elementary school as me, middle school as me, High school is me, and we went to actually opposing uh, universities here in Virginia. So, so happy to have you. Dude, it's great to be here. Yeah, man, this is exciting. Dude, you also live in the same neighborhood as me. He's actually like my neighbor. So. <laughs> Three-minute drive. Man. <laughs> I know we've been to all corners of the globe, but yeah. when we're here in Virginia, it's super close. Super close. So, Johnny, Pace Photo, it like blew up here, man. Yeah. You become a photographer. You, you were man. just you were just in Europe, right? I did 50 days in Europe. Just got back this week. That's awesome, man. You were... Uh, Photographing for a magazine, right? Um, yeah, well, it's, it's called Sidious Mag. It's mm-hmm. not actually a print magazine, but oh, yeah. um, big uh, leading American track and field media network. Um, they cover the whole sport. And yeah, they sent me on assignment to at least 10 different countries. Okay. Um, a lot of the big meetings in track and field take place in Europe. And typically, they, they haven't had a presence there. It's mostly Europeans cover it. So they wanted to be kind of the first American media to oh, be on the scene and be boots on the ground. So they, they asked me to go out. Man, it was unbelievable. That's exciting, man. I know it's uh, Switzerland and Sweden, at least, right? At least. And then um, also hit London, Paris, Oslo, Vienna, nice. Florence, Rome. I think that was it for the Dude, that's amazing. Yeah, man. That's exciting. And it must hit a special nerve for you because you ran in college. You're- yeah track athlete right i was was a four-year athlete at virginia yep um and i just wasn't ready to let that go i mean i've always (laughs) yeah i don't know i've been running our neighborhood turkey trot since i was five Uh, five years old and i've never stopped and it's just part of who i am and i didn't feel like there was no way i was going to let that go once i left college and i had knew that i still had a lot more athletically i wanted to do but injury kind of made it tough to to train at that level and so it kind of fell into my lap because i wasn't i always had an interest in cameras and, and good photography but like i uh, didn't do it and so it was just this kind of chain of events that i've now worked my way uh kind of in, into the media side of, of the sport so, sweet yeah so you it kind of fell into your lap into your life you, i know you joined corporate life i did yeah right? You're doing consulting just like like I did, like based in DC. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's awesome. Yeah. So, did you buy your Canon camera 
with your corporate salary or did you get it when you were in college? So, no, no, it was definitely, uh, it was one of my early uh, purchases when I started getting a paycheck. <laughs> it was nice to be able to walk into the store and say, yeah, actually, actually I can afford this. I can, yeah. I can actually get something nice and yeah, have it look back. So nice. Did you get Did you get it from the Best Buy? No, where did I get it? No, there's Northern Virginia has like a, a couple like professional camera stores. They're not, they're oh, far right. a few between, um, but a little higher end, like Best Buy, you can kind of get the entry level of the high end stuff. Yeah, that was what I didn't want to like start out cheap. I want to get the right equipment to do the job. Yeah, um, so I made a bit of it. Was a lot of money, obviously. Cameras are, and I think that's what can be, yeah, can stop some people from starting in it, but. I kind of had some proof of concepts from borrowing some friends' cameras. I was like, I have the the eye for it. Yeah, I'm not going to let the equipment be the limiting factor. Of course, there, so. yeah. those who pay the most pay the most attention. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's a great camera, the R6, dude. Yeah, fantastic. So, Pace Photo mm -hmm. is your main medium of photography because I know you also have videography in your portfolio. Yeah. So. So. Pace photo just rolls off the tongue. He's got that alliteration, yeah. but I'm very much photo and video. And I'd say I'm actually a lot of my success has stemmed from the video work that I've done. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of my friends and people, friends of friends in the network of the sport industry, as you know, everybody is a brand these days. Yeah. And how you market yourself and, and present what you're doing is almost just as important as your performances. And I was fortunate that friends of friends and people that I would meet kind of through our travels had big YouTube presences, for example, or big yeah. Instagram followings. And everybody needs good content, but they don't necessarily know how to capture that. And my first big break, I suppose, or proof of concept was a friend who already was very established in YouTube and maybe 50,000 or more YouTube subscribers. And he let me use his camera and it was, I was in Boulder with him and right. I was injured and super interested in using the camera. So we shot that first time this was now coming up on three years ago and the videos popped off off the bat we were doing like huge uh, for me it was like you know when we're hitting a hundred thousand views on something and it's one of my first projects i'm like dude wow. like, <laughs> yeah. this is exciting so that early momentum some people i know have to post for years and years but i was able to um, work with a friend of mine and, and kind of get that positive to uh, feedback and audience nice early on. yeah you, confidence yeah dude that's that's the way uh, mentorship. I know me personally and other people, they, I don't know if it's an ego thing, but they kind of hesitant to reach out to people who've already found success. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, I have to like get product first or I have to do this first. Yeah. But uh, yeah, success leaves clues. And if you have the humility to tap into people who've already figured it out. Yeah. I, I found personally, they're more than happy to help you out. Definitely. Like, ran out of the camera or whatever they need. Yeah, man. I, I think there's two parts to that. Like people who are successful, have to start somewhere yeah. it doesn't happen overnight and i've as i, I look at peers and, and mentors in my realm of interest of the photo and video material it's a very similar story a lot of times that they they started out with a corporate job and but it took years to reach a escape velocity that they could go full-time with what they were doing because how how could you do it any other way like um go from zero to 100 without putting in the time and yeah, um, may foster the relationships and experience needed for that. And I would also say though, like it is important too to not like to continue to to look inward because oftentimes if you reach out to a very high end individual, yeah. um, you might not be like necessarily ready at that point in time, mm -hmm. but maybe you can learn from them. But like it's I think it's important to continue to be curious about how to improve and 
and keep bettering your craft yeah. um, so that maybe the next time down the road that you run into that person, you are ready and yeah. rise to the occasion. There. That's a very good point too. Yeah, absolutely. Because as a mentor, because you might find yourself in like a mentorship role. And in either case, what you do want to see is people taking action on what you told them. Yeah. So yeah, I have a mentor in like what I do in my business mm -hmm. and every single time it's like, all right, you already take action on what I said earlier. And yeah, so it does require you to look inward to make sure you're doing the things that you need to do after the call offline. Right. But uh, yeah, dude. So I wanted to ask you, you said your first time you had uh, the, the camera and camera experience was with your friend. Yeah. Do you remember your first projects? Like. What, what was your first collab too? Yeah. Um, so it was in a very, uh, it was a, oh my gosh, I still reflect on this summer. It's just it's a perfect storm of incredible yeah. memories and experiences. I just, I treasure it. So it was three years ago, it was COVID. Yeah. Um, everybody was quarantined and I knew that my job was going to be fully remote. And mm -hmm. I reached out to my buddies and that summer we went to Boulder. Yeah. Um, kind of as a send off before we all went our separate ways with our careers and yeah. um, after school. And it also so happened a lot of co college teams will train uh, at altitude in the summertime. Right. So a lot of the, the very best um, collegiate programs, the, the top of the top and everywhere in between, we're all out there and all the professionals are out there. So it's kind of this melting pot of people and uh, go-getters. Go-getters. Yeah. And so there's just, Day after day, there was always something really exciting that we were working on because uh, whether it was, you know, a run in the Rocky Mountains, which to me, I love capturing the nature kind of superimposed on athletics. I think when you put those together, that's a really cool combo. Yeah. Or we would do one of my, like one of our very first projects. There's a fellow with more like 250,000 subscribers who's very big in the ultra running um, space yeah and i remember our first like big video was when he came out to the track when I mean, this man's running uh, 100 mile races he's not a, a miler right um, and he he and my friend who is a miler did kind of sprints together and the, we did a breakdown video of how those two types of runners move okay. um and it blew up and yeah um that was a really cool first one and yeah, but I felt like every every video we were putting out had something cool about it. And, or we would get um, all of the nation's top distance runners in one spot out, out for a run. And so kind of creating these really unreal sort of productions that Sounds people, Mr. Beastie, like yeah, setting it up. Yeah. yeah, man. Just a little bit of planning goes a long way. Like if you can get a, an idea of like, oh, this would be cool. Like the, the thing I always love to think about is like scratching your own itch. What's the sort of stuff? sort of content and sort of pictures videos ideas that i myself would immediately click on if i saw that um yeah. stuff that is exciting and, and new i think that's a big thing is how do you stay fresh and not just keep reinventing the same thing over and over again yeah and i always try to use that to guide projects i'm working on is you know what can have, what elements can we introduce that yeah. keep it exciting personally and by extension for people who are seeing it See, that's why it's so important what you said earlier. It's like everyone's somewhat of a niche of themselves, but like the niche you're talking about now, what's, what's really cool is that you yourself mm. are the consumer. You right. are a runner. You are the athlete. You know what would be clickable content. Sure. And you know what is missing. Let's say like, yeah, a miler. I'm not even sure what a miler is. 
versus like someone else like what kind of content mm -hmm. like, like the difference sure that is language you're using because you're so into it right that it's literally if, if the person who's seeing that reading that like, oh my gosh this is written this is made just for me yeah it's super clickable engaging yeah yeah you have to imagine that if if, if there's something as even as specific as a, as the running world or something there's a if you're making it for the audience of one more likely than not there's going to be other people out there that would enjoy that as well gotcha gotcha so the podcast like at first i had like long form interviews and i'd love to like at the end i'll keep like the more like personal stuff um, i'm very curious about like what you've been up to yeah. but uh the podcast i always shifted it more into like the business side mm -hmm. and so pacephoto.org i saw you have the portfolio yeah and um i'm gonna get more creators out there for people who aren't don't know in my recent past life i've worked with influencers very closely um and one of the things that we had to do to get our first collaborations was build out a media kit which is somewhat mm -hmm. like a digital creators resume where yeah. you create all you put all your portfolio in your work and your subscriber count engagement mm -hmm. rate all these numbers yeah um did you create a media kit as well um that sounds like a really cool thing and i think that'd be an awesome uh, addition to kind of what i've done this year has been very focused on yeah how do we make this um how do we make the make this something that we can bring to a company or make it easier for them to to engage collaborate with me mm -hmm. and take me on as a, as a you know somebody who's working with them yeah and so for me that has looked like um you know i do a lot through instagram and i feel like anything i'm putting out there i would be proud to say that's part of my portfolio that any i could just send somebody my account and they could look through and know what i'm about okay. and it's all going to be high quality and then i took that a step further I, spent some time building out a website which i think in this day and age uh is a layup and something that you should oh, definitely yeah. have if you don't already um but i think what you're saying about a media kit people don't always have the time to, to mm -hmm. go to your instagram page or to navigate to a website but if you can have something that's concise yeah and they can get you a uh get a sense very quickly yeah i think that's crazy you've given me oh, something sweet, to yeah. take home and uh put together sweet man yeah uh we used Canva back in the old days, and as you get a new collab, you just like have a section for like collabs mm -hmm. or worked with, yeah. hyperlink that to the website, whatever, or to the actual posts and mm -hmm. reels that you created. Yeah, it's all in there. So yeah, your media kit, if you want to create one, it's already. I think Canva has a temp. They have templates of media kits already. Okay. But uh, yeah, I mean that's be super cool. Cityus Magazine and yeah. all the competitions. Yeah, I wrote it down. Yeah. It was supposed to be. You just came back from the Luzanne Diamond League. Yeah, yeah, in Switzerland. Switzerland? Yeah, man. That's exciting. I mean, all that can be populated there. But I'm curious. So you didn't have you don't have a media kit yet. So you're saying you would just do DM, like Instagram DM outreach to these people? Or how did you connect with Sidious, for instance? So that's a good question. So it looks I think in, in my area it has been fueled first and foremost by my network and other that was always so ambiguous to me. I remember in college they would stress the network effect. Oh yeah. And I don't know. I didn't wasn't quite sure if that if I believed it or not. And I continued to see that kind of building relationships with people and oftentimes not necessarily in a business sense, first off, leads to can lead to things down the road when you can come together. I'll give you an example. I'm flying to Oregon tomorrow for the US championships. Let's go. Where the team USA is going to be decided for the world championships later this summer. And my main client is going to be uh, Brooks, Brooks Running. Yep. And how that came to be, it certainly didn't just happen. Because um, there's a lot of people in the photo space. There's a lot of 
very gifted photographers and videographers. Right. Um, and it can be competitive at times. The way this came about was three years ago, my friend who I told you about, who I filmed his YouTube videos, yeah. joined the Brooks professional team. And I went out as a friend as he did, they did training camp in Albuquerque. And I just bought my camera and I shot for free um, for this professional Brooks team. They didn't have anybody doing that sort of thing. And, nice, dude. But I, and I got paid a little bit of money, but not a meaningful amount. And it was more as a gesture of goodwill. Yeah. Nothing came of that for a year, for two years. Now, one of those athletes is in charge of um, Brooks Market, global marketing. And I th I'd like to think that we have a friendship first and foremost, yeah. and we would run into each other across the years. And then because you are friends, he's aware more of the work I've been doing and he likes what I'm, what I'm doing. And now this awesome you know, relationship has come and I'm going to be uh, helping them, you know, cover the team, okay. team championships. So, um, and I feel like that has kind of been a theme and it's, it's really based in, in meeting people and expressing your authentic self to them and yeah. making sure that they know that you're not out for anything other than uplifting and, yeah. and being a real person um and i think that is that's how i hope i'll continue to operate um i will add though because i have seen as well that a lot of times people don't know if, if you don't ask and so i haven't had to reach out so much to complete strangers at this point um because i've stayed busy with people in a closer circle but yeah. um for more of the stretch opportunities um maybe Yes, sending a cold, uh, a cold email or a cold DM usually. I think yeah. Instagram is, is my preferred way. And again, but then they have my portfolio. They can immediately, I mean, within half a second, see if it's something that meets what they're looking for. Yeah. Um, and so that that has also tremendous, John, Johnny. That's awesome. Yeah, that's you. exciting. Yeah, so you're gonna be at the World Championships tomorrow. That's awesome. U.S. All championships right. this week. Worlds will be in Budapest in August. And I'll be going there as well. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Did so you did something that in like the business, like entrepreneur. I, I don't I don't know why. I don't like the word entrepreneur, but sure. like that space. Uh, they talk about this what you just did naturally. It's called digging your well, like mm -hmm. well before you need it. Yeah. You just did mm -hmm. the gesture of goodwill because that gains you access to the space and gains you goodwill, like you just said. Yeah. And really business is like a spiritual game. Like you want to be able to work with these people. Right. Like even if you have two same resume, same people, but like one of them is willing to work for free for you. Yeah. That shows you something that that is like beyond the papers. Like this person can give you extra hours, going to go an extra mile. Yeah, and they have a tremendous degree of uh, personal integrity to do that. They trust in the work so much. Like you're more than willing if you become a person of a decision maker, like your friend did, and they can give you access later on. They can. Yeah. So that's awesome. You did that, man. And I will. I will add a. a, a Another layer to that, though, I feel fortunate that in building out this photo and video work, I I didn't have to stress about money being the primary driver, mm -hmm. um, which can change things, right? If, if you're leading with, I need to be able to pay my bills sure. off this work, I think you come from a different place. Again, I'm so, uh, my work, my, my day job gave me that comfort that the photo and video was in labor of love. It was never about how much can I get money off of this. Yeah. And I think that has led to better work because everything I'm doing 
it's and I'm not working for free because I want to hope that someday they will uh, will pay me. It's I want to create this. I'm excited about shooting these people in this awesome place. I want to make art or something that is exciting to me. Share that with them that they can share with other people. And that has kind of been my guiding force in this area, which has been so freeing because I am leading there with uh, with the opportunities and the experiences that are most interesting to me and creatively stimulating um, that I think leads to better work and, and ultimately yeah. better relationships. Absolutely, man. I, I always tell people, tap into your creator self. Like you can, I mean, you're definitely interested in something, right? Like we all have like dopamine reward systems. There is something that kicks your dopamine. Yeah. Figure out what that is and just create more of that stuff because there's only like 16 personality types. You know, Martin, my brother, he's like in the medical space. Yeah. And he told me about the Myers Briggs and all this stuff. He's like, there's about 16 people you're going to come across, like in, in general. Mm -hmm. right? There are a lot of people just like you. So, yeah, figure out what your interests are, and you're going to find even more niche now oh, versions definitely. of that. So, like, you can create a lot for a lot of people. And I think uh, it's such a fulfilling feeling to create something. And yeah, if you get paid, cool. If you don't, cool. But I think the whole reward in and of itself is creating. Yeah. For instance, this podcast, dude, I have not made $1 off this podcast. This, mm -hmm. this whole like brand plus ultra is not even registered. My main business is a B2B business. Like, mm -hmm. I help business owners with like, uh, automations, build out integrations. Yeah. That is what I get paid to do. And this, I think I told you before the call, like this just manifested after talking to clients and talking mm -hmm. to people, people I met. I'm like, yeah. you know what? People could benefit from this conversation. So let me just record it yeah. and post it somewhere. It might, it might end up being something else. I'm actually building a course right now on the side. It's going to under this uh, plus ultra name. Mm -hmm. uh, but that wouldn't have happened if I didn't just like do it for free right? Right. because I was like, I'm actually having so much fun creating this podcast yeah, and talking about this stuff might as well like benefit more people. And yeah, I just got my like 30 second review on this podcast. Like, on Apple. Exactly. like, okay, there's at least 32 people who are so excited to hear this. They're willing to comment. I'm like, all right, so this is doing good for the people. But yeah, I wasn't expecting anything from that, but that all happened from just putting on my creator hat yeah. and just saying, you know what? I'm just going to put something out into the world whatever right <laughs> well and that's the thing like uh likes for me or v listens mm -hmm. or downloads yeah. those are kind of things beyond your control yeah um and they're almost irrelevant because if you are creating something in service to your own interests and yeah. in service of your curiosities you've already won you've already succeeded yeah uh, by having done it yeah it's a byproduct the likes the followers like it's all just a, it just happens yeah and even if it doesn't like materialize like there are no like happier people than creators like even if you have like 20 followers mm -hmm. like you made something yeah. and it's so fulfilling like yeah keep making as much as you can and then you gotta imagine everybody has something right that, they, yeah. that gets them fired up um i'll just add to that like if you do decide to create to just be consistent with it maybe it's not yeah. always going to be a home run it's not going to be a masterpiece but yeah. that act because uh, you start to integrate that into what you do and um, it's, I think momentum builds with consistency as well. Yeah, dude. And yeah, consistency is huge. Sometimes you do need to like update or like do some versioning, let the market like somewhat steer you. Yeah. Uh, my Instagram, my Instagram at first, it was like super focused on like calisthenics. Like, mm -hmm. When I was in, um, in quarantine, I was like, all right, well, I'm going to get everyone in shape. Fuck it. Yeah. And I was still working my corporate job at the time. 
just like you. And I didn't want my uh, teammates to know who I was. So I used like a pseudonym. Oh, okay. And like, you know how they say your arm span is like your height? Yeah. Like I would be 6'4". Like my arms are really long. Nice. And I'm only 5'10". So I was like, all right, I'm kind of built like an orangutan. Uh -huh. So my little like alias was Gutan, like orangutan. Yeah. Like, that didn't hit. Like no one was no, it. it was just so silly, but I was like the happiest guy for like those two years. I was just creating. Like, fuck it, I'm just doing whatever. But uh, then I realized, like, all right, I kind of do want to monetize this. What can I do? And I just listen to the market a bit. I'm like, all right, what am I good at? But what am I still having fun creating? And it's business. Like, I like creating things with people. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's how it just evolved. Yeah, man. But, yeah, it's still, now that I put on this new new filter, consistency ties in again. I need to be consistent and post this. This podcast, every Wednesday, no matter what happens that week, I need to post on Wednesday. So, yeah. Yeah, just build some kind of consistency. Amen. So, your brand, Pace Photo, you're doing international events. This is super exciting. I imagine we picked up the camera just three years ago and you're already yeah. going to the world championship. That's amazing. Yeah, man. Uh, what is the direction you, you see Pace mm -hmm. Photo going? Yeah. Do you want to build out a team? Or? Mm, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. I I wrote, you know, how sometimes you talk about uh, writing out your goals before they happen so you know what you're working towards. Yeah. I did that exercise last year and where I thought about this question. I said, in the best case, if I could have anything I wanted with this endeavor, what would it be? And I wrote down a few things, and I'll tell you what they were. I want to travel to Europe. I want to get paid to do so. And I want to cover the top end of athletic events. Check, check, check. So, so now I need to sit down and dream bigger yeah. and think about where do I want to take this. It has taken such an exciting course. Um, and I wouldn't say overnight. It's been just continuing to live and work every day at this yeah. um, and have fun with it. But yeah, now i got to figure out, is this a feasible career path? Is this, um, what sort of clients would I want to work with? Yeah. I've already, you know, this past weekend I was shooting with an Olympic gold medalist one-on-one -on -one and an Olympic bronze medalist one-on-one -on -one in addition to the covering the meet. And yeah, nice. to those guys are, I like to think, like we know each other at this point mm -hmm. in the relationship. So things are, are great. And I'm, I'm actually, so content with that um yeah. so i don't it's not to say i but it, you, life goes on so you have to keep thinking so yeah. i'd say in the next year i really want to make it to the olympics which will be in paris next summer yeah i think that's a, a pretty reasonable goal given yeah uh and a big goal nonetheless though given kind of where I, the portfolio i've been able to build and yeah i i think building out a team of some sort i i have a couple big ideas I think there's a lot of stories that are ready to be told, especially going to the Olympics all over the world. A lot of interesting storylines ready to be covered. And I, I really want to pursue that. Um, and to this point, I've gotten by with a team of one or a team of two, maybe, um, but still kind of run and gun and shoot from the hip. Yeah. Um, and maybe put a little more structure into it and just see how good can we make this and that often comes with bringing a team on and so i am i do want to learn more about how can we and then that costs money of course yeah. right um and so how can we bring in the right partners to, that want to tell high quality stories and maybe we can start to to bring people in and so yeah i'd love to see pace photo grow i mean i talk about i have a lot of my closest friends are big time creators yeah. i do more of the behind the scenes but um they bring in that skill set of what does it take to, to build a personal brand there's a lot of avenues I'm curious about, so maybe it's it's 
building something with them or, or building out my end of the production stuff. Um, I'd like to integrate, yeah, more of my business education with a master's in international business. Yeah. Three years as a management consultant. Yeah. Uh, those skills, uh, they apply, but if I can integrate all that, yeah. um, that'd be really cool. So I'm still exploring. I don't have a, a concrete answer, yeah. but um, just continuing looking upward. And yeah, man. Continue to improve. Doing great. Um, and I'm glad that you're letting gratitude catch up with it like with yeah. your success and you just sit there and grateful yeah. and let it catch up let the success catch up to you that's awesome to see. Yeah. That's awesome. You. i um i will say some photographers like it's just good to like rack up offers like, um, uh -huh. it makes you as a creator as a businessman whatever it is uh tap into what the market wants from you yep and i know like just from like past experience one of our first offers we ever made was uh presets we were like mm -hmm. we're constantly putting the same edits on these pictures yeah like i don't know what i almost to... bought them i almost bought them i'll be honest yeah. i remember going to your website yes. they're good oh, yeah, thank you. oh dude, thank you yeah <laughs> um but yeah i'm curious what your toolbox is like software wise and okay. then maybe we can like brainstorm just really quickly here for like the other business photographers people who have their um, photography businesses yeah yeah, that's like one of the lowest hanging fruit for like uh, or for digital creatives was the uh, Lightroom, Lightroom mm -hmm. presets. Yeah. Is that something you're maybe curious in or just? Yeah, it's a, I mean, I was in Lightroom this morning. Like, I, uh, I, light, I feel like Lightroom is kind of half the fun of it and half the creation process, as you mm -hmm. know. Like, you take a picture and you can really amplify it with it's what you so do in the post production. It's so fun. You can <laughs> completely change the feel and, and the look of it. In the post-production that's part of the, maybe the art yeah. as well in addition to the, taking the photo um and yeah you know it's funny <laughs> industry insider secret but over the last six months i i use like two different presets more or less I, i'll always start with one of those two and then if they don't look quite right i have a couple others that are kind of my my second string um there's nothing special to them like i think they're <laughs> they're kind of part of the, the built-in options. Uh -huh. um, but I'll never just like take it out at face value. Usually I'm adjusting it to the way I look. Oh, but, yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, man, it's like, there's no rocket science to it. I have a look. Now I have thought about like, as I continue to evolve, like would it be healthy to experiment with other ones? Frankly, I don't like the looks of a lot of the alternatives, yeah. but maybe it's getting off of Lightroom and using a couple of the different software that is something i think about like i shoot on a canon and then i edit it in lightroom yeah. and then i post on instagram and like that's how i've done it yeah. is that the best way maybe maybe not but yeah. maybe thinking about trying and working in other tool sets would be cool but honestly i think if i was selling presets i would be selling the built-in ones yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah i need to work on that but there's not much integrity in that yeah <laughs> there's a guy i He's a YouTuber. Um, he's a photographer too. Ryan McKinnon, I think is his name. Pete McKinnon. Maybe? Pete McKinnon. That's yeah. A, yeah, yeah. He's a G. Um, yeah, but it gets very technical. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's a good, good guy. I know that. Um, yeah, even our own presets when we made it, we always like tweak them. Yeah, but uh, yeah, dude, just the creator space. It's it's funny hearing this the same process, the same thing we would do. We would just play around on Lightroom, post it on Instagram. Um, I know that for video though, there's been a lot of like new um, tools that came out. Like, 
when we were still creating reels, it was InShot had just came out and it was mm -hmm. like the thing. Like we would, you want to get the trending audio, you just screen record, get the trending audio, then you upload it on InShot with your clips and you just sync it and then yep. you remove the audio. And then when you upload it, you make sure it syncs up. Yeah. Like, it takes a while. Now I think the tool like the kids are using is CapCut. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure CapCut's the one that the guys are using. Is there a process or system that you've adopted for video for your reels? Because I'm out of the reels game now. But yeah, I know you're trying. Are you trying to focus on reels? So, not in the the sense that maybe you're describing. I I don't. I'm not. My 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 work isn't super focused on going like real viral. I don't spend much time thinking about that. Gotcha. Maybe I should honestly, but maybe that's how I grow. But um, no, I'd say I do a lot of my. I'll repurpose maybe reels off of full form YouTube videos that I'm doing. So. Okay. I'll usually shoot 4K so that I can yeah. usually, at least lately in the summer, I would do like a six to seven minute video in Premiere, make a copy of that file, resize it to a real size, um, and then just take those with reels. It's like really fast yeah. the way it moves. And so this, the content you're putting into that 15, 30 seconds, it's really just the top 1% of your footage. Yeah. Um, and usually I would just use, I would use um, like stock audio okay. um, because I'm not really trying to play that game of going viral in reels. I just don't, at the, up to this point, haven't had the interest in that. Not knocking it in any way, that's just kind of yeah, me. Of um, and then other times, like, this is another thing that those would be like a higher end production. Like those look very, very professionally filmed, but I do think there's some appeal in these reels in shorter form uh when they're filmed just in um on your iphone and so i've been oh, yeah. experimenting with that like as i try to show a bit more of who i am uh, on my page yeah uh these days i like this past weekend i put out a reel where i would film like one second clips of i was at the olympic headquarters and I filmed a couple stuff about that and i filmed when i was working with the medalists um and then just compiling that with iphone footage even though i had my nice camera in my head Show everything on iPhone. That's a, and that's timing is also important. So I can edit that in uh, Instagram in a couple minutes, right? Uh, using the in app editor. Oh, you, you edit it in Instagram. Yeah, like some of these uh, like vlog type things that yeah, like yeah, the yeah. recap. And so I'll use that. And so I do think the tool for the job also is important. Like, yeah. what is the goal here? And you don't always need to overcomplicate it. And, gotcha. Um, so it's I'm still experimenting though. Yeah, I heard that um, I've never edited in Instagram because, like, the first couple times I did it, it was just so messy. I think they fixed it uh, so far. I still have I just always upload it, mm. what I created on, on InShot. Yeah. But uh, I've heard that Instagram rewards you if you spend more time in the editor. Like, they know that you edited it. Rumor has it. I heard that that's kind of why I do it. Yeah, yeah. I've never confirmed it. I have no idea. Dude, but maybe. Yeah. I, I saw. I know. I know the reel you're talking about. I watched it. It was really good. You did the voiceover. Yeah. On the, that was a really good. One. Thank you. Yeah. I, I think. Uh, and I see like all the views and stuff of the people who have that like FaceTime, FaceTiming a friend type feel. Yeah. Like it's just more intimate, and I think uh, people look for that on those vertical type videos. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it seems like, and correct me if I'm wrong, like for video, like videography, you're focusing more on like long form YouTube. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then like photography, this you're using Instagram for that. Like yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, most of my photos, but uh, you know, with a bit of overlap, but yeah, yeah. Um, primarily photos going on on Instagram. And well, then, cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, dude, it's it's just such an interesting space, man. Photo and video is the 
it's so much fun and i honestly you know i'm gonna confess here um at first when um we were doing the photography and everything i thought photography was like the most vain thing in the world i was mm. like we're pausing all these moments like you're not living yeah. in the moment and then i realized how ironic it is because the people who are creating content are actually living more life than the screen heads are just consuming it, right? yeah and the medium in of itself like i would not have remembered those moments if i didn't have a picture of it or video yeah. of it like it actually amplifies the experience you, yeah, which man. is cool you touched on something very that i think about a lot yeah uh and that's spot on i, I think because yeah life should be experienced it, you never want to like be doing things for the sake of the content right yeah um and letting that guide you i think and that's something i like if i'm filming with somebody or you never want that to be the leading yeah. the leading thing but i think it can be a nice um way to memorialize it yeah. it's a it is a way of, of cementing that memory for you and you always have it to look back on yeah um and i like to think that in, in creating something maybe gives you a little bit more than if you were simply going there as just a tourist looking at it experiencing mm -hmm. and then getting out like um, you're also flexing that creative artistic yeah. side of your brain and that i think that's a good thing 100 percent, dude and i really gotta put my hat off to the gen z's yeah they made the candid type pictures very normal and that's like mainstream it's like Take a picture when no one's looking. Mm -hmm. And I think that really captures the spirit of it because you see genuine smiles. Like you see a group of people like having the most or something, just take yeah. a picture. Like that was a real laugh you just captured, right? Yeah. And same thing with video and all that. The way to do what you just said, to so like don't let the content creation get in the way of the actual experience. Yeah. I always think of it as like, all right, my camera is like a partner in crime. Mm -hmm. We're here to do this thing. Yeah. Like that's the main focus. I'll just happen to capture it. Yeah. Right. Amen. Where like I've like and, and you know who I'm talking about. We used to go on these hikes with certain people and their number one mm -hmm. like objective was like, oh fuck, we missed like golden hour, like everything's ruined. I was like, dude, we just did a hike for two hours. This was fantastic. I got good content of like, yeah, whatever. Like I had my fun, but like you can tell people who are just absolutely driven by the picture. Mm -hmm. And when it doesn't show up like the way it has in their head, then the whole experience gets ruined for them. And I feel like that's that's not what we're really going for as like content creators, but amen. Uh, yeah. Every word you're saying, yeah. I 100% agree. Yeah, man. Uh, I'll just add, yeah, like I think a lot of my success with working with these high end athletes and that they're continuing to want to work, yeah, is because it's uh, my biggest goal is like I want it to be like I'm just hanging out with you. Um, I'll never ask you to stage something or make you repeat like. Go, go for like a one-liner like i think the biggest asset has been that it feels like the camera's not there yes and i think that is what leads to authentic content maybe it could look better the shot might look better if you brought in the production crew to yeah. say oh let's get this and set up the lights here you lose something with that um and so yeah you probably uh can still like sneak your way in that they can't notice the camera because you have like a 24 to 240. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Again, that thing on the other side of the room. Yeah, you can get a picture. Yeah, exactly. You get a picture of the neighbor. You had no idea. Exactly. That's funny. So, speaking of neighbor, um, I wanted to ask you this. Um, there was one year you were doing the turkey trot, mm -hmm. and like I saw your way up there. I'm like, all right, he always places on the podium, right? Yeah. My strategy, because I, I, I run here and there, but I'm not like a, I don't have any training. Right? Okay. So, my thought was like, okay, a 5K is just three miles. 
I'm going to sprint the entire thing. Mm, right. Right. <laughs> so, How does that so work? I saw you and you like took off and I was like, I stuck like oh, somewhere near you. Oh. I was like, okay, we'll be good. Yeah. And then we did the turn. Um, we turned into the Virginia Run Elementary. Okay. You made that far. Yeah. It's just full gas. But wow. you, you weren't even like sprinting, sprinting, <laughs> I don't think. But you were like fast. I was like, all right, this is my sprint. And then we turned and then we were going down Hidden Cannon and then you just like disappeared. Yeah. And I was like, Okay. Well, props to you, man. That's a good. That's half the race. That's pretty. Yeah, uh, it's a lot. Yeah. That's respect. Thanks, dude. But uh, this is probably. You know, I'm glad to get your thoughts on this. I. You also did a Ironman, right? I did a half Ironman. Oh, dude, same. Okay. Which one did you do? Boulder. Yeah. <laughs> off. Uh, off. Next to zero training. Okay. Actually, I would. Obviously, I didn't plan on that, but an oh. injury. Uh, what was your injury? I've had a few. I've dealt with Achilles, partial tear okay. for like four years. Not kind of ended my college, and it comes back. Oh, I understood it was like after college. It was during college. It ended uh, like end of senior year. Okay. And Achilles is tough, man. Like yeah. it's, it's the doctor said it's going to feel it forever, but sometimes it I feel it more than than usual. And so that okay. that summer that the race was, I just couldn't train. Uh, I needed to, but I still got through it. I mean, there you go. Yeah, you know, maybe someday we'll, we'll get another one in. But nice, dude. Where are you going with it? Um, I did my half Ironman in Tempe, Arizona. Nice, and it was like I didn't train at all. Like before that point, I did the um, because I, I lived in Denver, I did the Boulder, the first ever Boulder Thon, so like the mm -hmm. half marathon. Yeah, um, that was the first time I ever ran more than five miles in my life. Wow. Like I didn't, I didn't want to run it more than once. So I was sure. like, I'm just gonna show up on on race day and do it. How'd that go? And then it was like canceled, but they're like, we can do it digitally. Mm -hmm. So I just did it on Strava. I just ran around. Nice. That was a lot of distance. I was like, okay, that's a lot. I'd never want to do that again. Yeah. And then uh, my buddy Mikey, he was like, hey man, uh, we should do an Ironman. And I was like, okay. So he did Chattanooga. I did Tempe, and zero training like zero training wow. like he was swimming laps and stuff in the pool and i was like i, I don't want to do this <laughs> i'm literally going to show up because i would like to get your point um your idea on this mentality with races like this the distance is fixed right and so if i literally don't stop like i can only end right so that's, that's one way linear yeah <laughs> that's what i was thinking i was like although there's always a possibility yeah. of not making it to the end right the dropout that's i don't know yeah i saw there's like these little boats like by the swim, they're like, you know, it's just a climb up. No, don't even look at it. Yeah, no, the swim was brutal, dude, because like everyone's on each other. So I had guys like literally swim oh, yeah. over me. I was yeah. like, what the That's fuck? intense. Yeah. yeah. yeah those environment swims <laughs> are something else. But, yeah. Especially if you've never experienced one. No, it is scary. The last time I like, well, I did a water polo my freshman year of uh, Virginia Tech. But, um, so that was fun. But before that, I had not swam competitively since like Riptide. Like, that yeah. Was, that's it. And yeah, so just like swimming, I was like, okay, just full, go full gas. Like it's it's gonna end. Then the bike was like, I technically like rested on the bike. I never like sprinted, sprinted until like the end. Okay. And then the run was the second and only other time I did a half marathon. Wow. Like, I just, just yeah. did it. But uh, T two to that transition, my Achilles, or I think it was my calf. Like I just couldn't feel it. Yeah, it was fucking crazy. I never felt anything like it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, is it a dehydration I, thing? Maybe, maybe, maybe. I was just destroying noons like yeah. the whole time, so I don't huh. know. We fixed it, but 
yeah, I don't, I don't think that's a recommendable strategy. Some props to you for giving it a go. I mean, it's clearly it's doable. I think, yeah. I think maybe you would enjoy it more if you trained for it. Oh yeah, no, it was brutal. I think I only did it because my friend said I could, because he finished his in like six hours thirty, and he finished mine just over seven hours. Okay. Props. What was yours? I'm curious. Um, it's been a while. Maybe it was in the five hour nice. range. Yeah, five and a half. If I had to guess, but I don't totally remember either. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's a fun. It's fun to do that kind of stuff. Now the same kid is. You, you probably have friends like this. Athletes do this. Like yeah. he was a college athlete too. They like put little seeds in your head of like things that are possible. Right. It's like, it's like you know the English Channel. I'm like don't do this. Don't, <laughs> don't do this. <laughs> So the swim from England to France is like a twenty-hour swim. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Why? I, I don't know, but it, but I looked into it. Yeah. <laughs> I looked into it. They have you wear this uh, wetsuit, and then they put this like animal grease or fat in between. Yeah. And then um, they have to you have to give your passports to some people on the boat. Mm. It's pretty. Wow. It's pretty gnarly. Well, so. I I will say that like yeah, I think it's great to have challenges and. Whether I think for a race, it can motivate you to start training, unless you don't. But yeah, yeah. Uh, some people, maybe that's what it takes to start being consistent with getting in your workouts. And I think that's valuable. Um, and then I think doing hard things is good. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'll just, my anecdote would be that I have a friend like yours who called me up a few months ago. He said, Hey, man, like, how would you feel about climbing Mont Blanc? I said, Bro. We neither of us have climbed a mountain. Do you want to start with maybe a smaller one? Maybe not the tallest mountain in Europe. Oh, yeah. And no, let's start with that. Yeah. And I would have never done like signed up for that if nobody had brought it up, but we did. We got it on the calendar. Let's go. It slowly crept closer. Uh, I was continuing to run, but I don't think they they did maybe one practice hike. Um, and yeah, the day came and uh, I ended up climbing to the top of Mont Blanc and it was one of the hardest things I had done simply because it was like three days of 4 a.m. wake ups hiking all day holding 50 pounds on your back yeah nothing about it was easy it's probably one of the top three experiences of my life because I did something so hard yeah. and had to dig within myself to to accomplish that yeah um and there's nothing no feeling like that. As I'm going down, I'm already thinking, what is the next one? I, I can't wait to do yeah, this again. Exactly. Um, but yet it was scary. It was draining. It was very challenging. But there's something about that. Doing yeah. hard things. Absolutely. Yeah, you just touched on it. That's that's the same kind of stretch you did when you uh, reached out to uh, Sidious. Right? Yeah, Sidious yeah, yeah. Like it, it's like, yeah, I know what I'm capable of. This is just outside that right. comfort zone. Like, exactly. That's what makes you grow by stretching like that. So, Amen. dude, these physical feats, like, they just won't stop. Just pushing yourself physically makes it so much easier to push yourself mentally. Like, later oh, on. Like, that's that's huge. I, I, despite all the travel, despite being behind the camera, I always prioritize physical activity because I think that and sleep allow everything else oh, and yeah. enable it, but not the other way around. You can't. You can't perform high in your other hobbies and pursuits um, if your health isn't addressed. Oh, yeah. And uh, a healthy body is a is a healthy mind. And, yeah. Um, so that's as I said, a side note. But 
That's always good. making sure you're taking care of your body. 100%. That's what I say. Well, uh, dude, I really appreciate you talking about business with me. You're, you're, uh, you're going to take off. I know it. Thank it's already you, such a <laughs> sick brand. You have face photo. You. Yeah, it just rolls off the tongue. Um, I actually, if you look under that uh, cushion there, I got oh, it for you. What? Oh. Have you heard of Alex Ramosi? Of course I have. Yeah, yeah. And you got a book for me. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, like, when you put together offers, whatever that comes to your mind, um, this wow. helps you. Alliteration needs So, I was going to give it to him, but he never took it. So, <laughs> dude, what an honor. Thank you. I love this guy, and I'm, I've been so curious about kind of what he's all about. So, I'm, I'm yeah. going to love this. No, he's a man. He has a story very similar to ours, actually. Okay, that he, uh, I was the gym. He founded the gym. Yeah, yeah. But before that, he uh, he went to college. He went to uh, what's this school? Vanderbilt. Mm -hmm. um, summa cum laude, graduated all honors, whatever. And then he started working as a management consultant, I think, in D.C. Actually, right. he was raised in Baltimore, but I think it was just in D.C. And I think I don't I don't think he ever said it, but I think it's one of the big four. And he was working, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do something else." I like you. I didn't quit until like I. And, and I'm not telling you to quit. I know you said you're gonna, you might entertain a sabbatical, but like, yeah. uh, he quit. And so when he quit, he did the gym thing, whatever. But he came from the same background as us, like consultant. So he's got a really like nice uh, background story in there. Yeah, he's met Arnold Schwarzenegger. There's all kinds of pictures in here. Love it. Um, build out your offers. It's super, super cool. And I think that's a big. We didn't get into it, but knowing your value and knowing how to sell yourself, I mean, that's a yeah. huge part of it. And yeah, it's it's not it's something that takes practice, and you can't maybe always just wing it. It is something that takes yeah. some thought and, and dreaming big, and yeah. a lot lot to that. So I'm, I'm looking forward to reading this on the plane ride to Oregon. Yeah, man, uh, have a good flight. Um, I'm going to be in Madrid. I'm flying on Friday, so Travel. I'm glad we got to get this done when we could. Yeah, so. and it's, it's sick. It's always nice to see yeah, you, man. Good to see you, brother. Well, uh, let's have to go way back to elementary school. Go Bulls. Go Rams, go dogs, go Hokies. No, I'm Go Hoos, man. Take it easy. Thanks, John. Good show, dude. Good show. Good show.